Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Russ, and this is the Overlook Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the disappearance of John Tran. John Tran is a 45-year-old Vietnamese-American man missing from Boston. He disappeared around April 2nd, 2005, after attending a party in Randolph, Massachusetts. Friends have described him as passionate and loving. John was a caring guy. He did things like donate blood to the Red Cross regularly, and he could often be seen riding around town on his bike with his backpack, jetting off to school or work. He had dreams of becoming a writer, mostly writing for TV and movies. He was 28 years old at the time of his disappearance. Now, John moved from West Covina, California to Boston, Massachusetts in the summer of 2004. He actually moved there so he can get a new start, but also he wanted to finish school. He went to school at Quincy College where he majored in liberal arts. In a YouTube video posted by the FBI, his friend, Chien Nguyen, states that John treated him like a brother. He says that him and John will call each other one to two times every day. And he was someone who just kept in contact with his loved ones. He states that all his loved ones just want closure. They want to know what happened or did anything happen at all? Where is John? So John was last seen April 2nd, 2005. He was last seen at this party, though it's not clear if he was ever seen leaving the party. Now, the party that John was last seen at was on Mitchell Street in Randolph, Massachusetts. And this was about an eight to 10 mile distance away from his residence on Church Street in Dorchester, Massachusetts. There has been no reported sightings of John since he disappeared. In 2001, authorities dug up a backyard in a home on Mitchell Street in Randolph, Massachusetts as part of their investigation into John's disappearance. No clear reason was ever officially given to the public about what prompted this search or what they were searching for. Now, remember, the party where John was last seen at was also on this Mitchell Street. It is highly believed that the house where authorities dug up the backyard is where the party was hosted. However, officials have never really confirmed this. A neighbor who lived next to the home where agents were digging told reporters that they actually went over to ask authorities what was going on. And they said that they were told they believe something may have happened in that home. Another neighbor noted to NBC Boston that he's been living on that street for 35 years and he had actually never noticed anything unusual. However, he did state that about a year prior to the dig, he noticed that authorities were in that area a lot, kind of just looking around. This leads me to believe that new information about John's disappearance may have came through sometime 2019 or 2020. According to an NBC News article, the home where authorities were digging has had at least three owners since 2003, with the most recent owner buying it in 2014. Now, it appears that during this dig, the home was actually vacant. One neighbor reported that there used to be a couple that lived there, but the home was owned by their son. Now, special agent Joseph Bonavolenta is quoted saying, Mr. Tran's family deserves to know what happened to their loved one. And we believe someone in our community possesses the critical clues. The FBI is offering a substantial reward to anyone who may have information, no matter how minor, 
that will help us to close this case and provide his family with the answers they deserve. Currently, the FBI and Boston Police Department are investigating this case. In an article from sixpart.news, it is stated that the FBI became involved in this case at the request of the Boston and Randolph Police Department. And this is actually really interesting because usually most of the cases I cover have families begging for the police to get FBI involved, but the police refuse for one reason or another. However, in this case, the FBI are really, really active and really, really on it, which is interesting because this case has very little known details, at least to the public. And this leaves many to wonder if authorities actually have a lot more information than what we believe. Now, John has been missing for over a decade. And for years, there really wasn't any information at all released. But more recently, it was released that the party that he was last at was actually just a handful of people. In fact, the handful of people were his co-workers. And again, John, he worked part-time while he was going to school, and he was working at Petco. As far as we know, however, John didn't have any enemies, and there was no reported problems with him in any areas of his life. And that's really all the details that has been released to the public. But that leaves us with a lot of glaring questions. Some have found it particularly odd that there's not a lot of information about John out there, especially given that the FBI is now involved. For example, we don't know if John had siblings. We don't know when he came to the U.S. We know that John is a U.S. citizen. However, he was not born in the U.S. And the reason why this question is particularly important is because people kind of want to know about his family life. Was his family here? Was it just him? And the reason why that comes up is because people are wondering who filed the missing persons report. Usually when I dive into the case, you'll find articles, and that is one of the basic pieces of information that's given. However, in this case, we don't really get that. In a video posted by the FBI, his friend Chien is the only one that speaks on the video. There's no siblings, there's no parents, there's no ex, just that one friend. However, in that friend's interviews, he has stated that he actually found out John was missing after receiving a phone call from his family. So at least many need to wonder, okay, well, who is the one who noticed he was missing? His missing persons report was filed only a couple of days later. So someone noticed pretty soon after he disappeared. And this is brought up because people wonder, okay, then who filed the missing persons report? Who is the person that discovered like, hey, where is John? We have not seen him in a while. But this is just one of many questions that we don't get answered. Though I was able to find quite a few articles on John, all of them pretty much had the same information, no matter when it was posted. And around the web, if you go to different crime forums, one of the questions people want to know is, okay, so if the friend found out from somebody else, well then who is this other person in his life? Because the way that a lot of write-ups make it seem is that John moved by himself to Boston. And usually when people have family in other states or other countries, when a person goes missing, it usually takes a while for people to notice. 
a lot of times people talk themselves out of making big moves when they can't contact a person and they live out of state or out of country, especially if it's only been a day or two, usually even up to a week. And then after that, that's when people start getting more worried and making phone calls to friends and work before moving on to the police. However, we're really just not given the information on how this whole thing played out. Another question that people often have is, okay, so how did the FBI get involved? So I know according to news resources that the FBI was asked to get involved in this case from the actual police departments handling the case. And while I know that part, I have a bigger general question of, okay, but how did the police departments decide that this was a case that needed FBI involvement? What were the factors that happened that made them say, okay, we're dealing with something bigger here and we need additional help? What was the steps that the police took to determine that this was a case that needed FBI involvement? Now, before I continue with my question, I want to make it very clear that One, I am extremely happy the FBI is involved in this case. The FBI's involvement has re-sparked media interest in this case, which helps spread the news about John's disappearance, which will hopefully get more eyes and ears on this case. Because honestly, when I was going through news sources, trying to get the details about John's disappearance, I would say a good 90% of the articles I found were written from 2018 to 2021. So John disappeared in 2005, and most of the information in these articles seemed to revolve around the FBI being involved and what the FBI were doing and what the FBI were offering. And this is why I want to ask the question about how the FBI got involved, because when they get involved, the media starts paying attention. The media says, okay, this is a big case. This is something we need to pay attention to. They felt the need to bring the FBI in. And this is why we want to know, okay, so how did the police come to the decision to get them involved? Because there's still many, many families with missing loved ones wanting the FBI to join in on their loved one's case, but their police departments are basically saying no. And I know what you're thinking. Well, rest, different police departments handle things differently. But here's the thing, the Boston Police Department, they're the one that requested the FBI to come in. And yet, last season, episode 34, I covered a story of a missing woman and her teenage daughter that also went missing from the Boston area. And their family has been requesting FBI assistance for years, and yet, crickets. I'm talking about the disappearance of Joanna and Sharice Clark. They disappeared from the Boston area in February of 2017. Now, Joanna's mother, who is Sharice's grandma, has been asking for FBI involvement in this case from the get-go, but they haven't heard anything. And in comparison, that's a case that actually has a lot of information details out there. We know where each woman was last seen, who they last talked to. Joanna, in fact, was on the phone with her best friend as she arrived home and was coming through the door before she was never seen or heard from again. The police were able to get records of Sharice's phone and see where her cell phone was pinging on the night that she disappeared. We have a very active family and we have a very particular suspicious person involved as well. A person who had suspicious activities when they disappeared, after they disappeared and even up before they disappeared. 
an individual with a violent and temperamental history. In the case that seems to be at a standstill, the FBI has still not been invited to be involved, even though it's what the family is requesting. One can say, well, maybe it's a case-by-case thing, but that's my question. What makes cases stand out enough for police to ask for FBI involvement? Now, I've been over this before. The FBI's website, you can find details about how they get involved in the case. And when we're talking adults, the majority of the cases that they get involved with are cases where the police ask for their assistance. And we just want to know, what do families need to do so they can also have their loved ones get the type of attention and effort that John is receiving? Because we truly believe this is the type of effort that all the other cases should be getting as well. In regards to theories when it comes to this case, there really isn't any. We just simply don't have enough information. Up until very recently, no one even knew that the party that John went to was a small gathering of coworkers. And again, there's no information on things like his love life, his family life, if he was having problems in any area. Those are things we simply don't know. I couldn't find any social media pages dedicated purely to finding John. And I found very few social media posts that just showed his missing persons flyer. While this case has been posted on different forums for missing individuals, all the comments pretty much say the same thing. Praying for him. Sharing this poster. I hope we find him. But that's about it. And besides his friend, Chien, I haven't been able to find anyone closely related to John or closely involved in his life. Now, this might be due to language barriers and geographical reasons, but it makes it harder to find information on this case. One thing I will say is that while I cannot find any theories or speculations or anybody that can give a little bit more of an insight to what was happening at the time that John disappeared, I will say I have not come across a single person, including media sources, that believe John walked away of his own free will. Currently, the FBI is offering a reward of $10,000 to anyone with information leading to John Tran's current whereabouts. If you have any information, I ask that you contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI. Or numerically, that is 1-800-225-5324. You can also submit tips to the FBI online at tips.fbi.gov. Now, unfortunately, guys, that is all I have on this case. I wish I had more to share. But as I've stated with other episodes, my dedication to this podcast is to cover the cases that people seem to not know about and aren't getting the same type of coverage. I really want to share those cases that people in their own communities are like, I had no idea this was happening because knowledge is power. And by sharing the information, that's how we help solve these cases. That's how we help bring loved ones home. Unfortunately, sometimes, however, when covering those cases, information is limited, but we will share what we can when we have it an update as new information comes along. Now, as always, I will have a picture and information about John up on my Instagram at the overlook underscore podcast. 
be sure to come on by, look through his pictures, share his flyers, share his story. As always, I ask that you guys stay safe, you guys stay vigilant, and I have a new episode for you guys next Sunday. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.